0: And welcome to the Dark Side of Soul podcast. This is Joe. And this is Sean. Today we're going to talk about the Chunggyecheon Stream, the, Chun- the or or uh, I would say the the Yim-Yong bak Memorial Fountain. <laughs>
1: that's a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> all right. That's it folks. Um, <laughs> we'll be here all week. Yeah. So this has been a controversial project ever since I first moved here in 2004. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I went to go see it soon after fairly soon after it was completed. um, and and yeah, and, and I've I've watched over the years. I've watched it kind of grow into its own as as a part of the city landscape. How the citizens have learned to accept it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now uh, you know, back in there was there was a very popular blog back in the day called the Marmot's Hole, and its subtitle was "How I stopped worrying and learned to love the Chun you get that joke Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah it had a lot this restoration has had a lot of controversy which we're going to go into and and i found i've I've, gosh i went down so many rabbit holes in this one but i'm saving those rabbit holes for other episodes Mm -hmm. let's see if i can condense this as much as possible um not promising anything (laughs) we'll try we'll try
1: it is getting late so we'll try but were you when you first came to korea was it already was the stream already open or was the highway still there
0: no it it was still under construction but i didn't know it at the time because i don't think i went there or i might not have noticed it i see i was still learning my way around back then right it wasn't there when
1: when i first came to korea uh the road was there I walked along that highway a couple times, the overpass, mm-hmm. and that whole area of Seoul looked completely different. I'm sure it did. Yeah, it looked completely different. And I don't know if anyone, if you, I'm sure maybe we can find some, old, some photos, some.
0: Oh, um, I'm including them.
1: Okay. And, and, and videos photos?
0: and videos like there they was featured oh, in nice. like, there's some old music videos. Oh, okay, cool. actually some some listenable k-pop in my opinion in those videos yeah what so when i first came here it wasn't there
1: and at the end of my first year i i wrote a book of poetry that got published in seoul and it was all about just my experiences in the first year of Mm. korea um and uh they were all like it was all personal experiences, right? I wasn't writing deeply about the culture or history or anything like that because I v- barely knew anything at the time. Mm-hmm. It was just all personal experiences. And when I heard the story of Chungae Chun, uh, that was the opening poem in the book. And I actually I can't recite it because I actually don't remember. Please don't. It, but I, <laughs> then, Maybe we can include it. I'll find it. And then I have a copy of my book here. Yeah. It sucks, but uh, I'll, um, I'll, if everyone's interested, I can, maybe we, maybe we can include it in the notes. Um, (laughs) So it's not very long, but I wrote it from the perspective of Chung chun under, under the, the, like the street. Right. And saying how it remembers different things like the, uh, the the moonlight shining in it and things like that and then all it here it hears the people in the cars walking up uh, above it and it remembers all these things but it wonders if anyone remembers it and after the book was published about three months or so later news news broke that they were they, no 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 it was it was more than three months it, it, it must have been must have been because it was when Emanpack pack was was mayor uh so yeah, yeah, it was it was it was sometime later. And then and then word got out that they were going to um revive it. And I was like, uh-huh, well now my poem
0: doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway. If you did that. Well, yeah. let me let me give you the details. Okay, so yeah, this this what we're talking about is the Chunky Chun stream, which runs through downtown Seoul. Mm-hmm. Uh, The original stream uh, generally is is, uh, a little bit over almost 11 kilometers. Uh, And uh, traditionally, the the original version of it, all of uh, northern Seoul's water gathered here and flowed eastward to Jungnangcheon, which is just outside of Wangsimni. Get out your maps, everyone. Uh, But it's between Hanyang University Seoul campus and Gunja vehicle office. And the original source of the of the Chun is a uh, Su Valley in Inwangsan Mountain, which I think you might be familiar with that area. Yeah, it's more. It's kind of. In, it's
1: in the south, like southeast of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah,
0: um, and then after it meets, uh, it flows. It flows eastward to the Junang Chun J- <laughs> uh, then flows uh, west to the Han River and i would say you would say that the Chan has been a symbol of the urban development of seoul not just not just in recent years throughout the joseon era it has been a symbol of the urban development in seoul and it's since seoul was incorporated the joseon dynasty was incorporated the chan has always been fiddled with it's not always been this pure river that was covered up in 1958. It's, mm-hmm. it's always been screwed around with. Mm. So let's start with the Joseon era. Uh, originally it wasn't called the Chung It was just called Gechon. Uh and, and no, that doesn't, does not mean dog river. At first I thought it meant dog river, uh, but no, the, the, Hanji, the, the Chinese characters, I mean, it means more like open river as in, this is the river that everything flows into. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's highly susceptible to flooding. And so the private houses on the edge of it always got flooded. And uh, so uh, King Yongjo, who, uh, who reigned from 1694 to 1724, he started the first uh, water removal project. Uh, He mobilized 200,000 people to carry out this, this really humongous river opening project. It took 57 days. Dredging, cross slopes, stone shafting, and then making the path go straighter. But, you know, it would always have to be repaired because it was still flooding. I would regularly dry up in places because it's a natural river. It's, it goes through cycles. It, it, it floods during the rainy season. It dries up during the winter. And because and there, were, there were people always throwing stuff in it. And so the junk would just pile up and would block it and sewage would go into it and it would just stagnate. And throughout history, it was kind of described as a smelly sewage, sewage pit, sewage ditch. Um, so yeah, this dredging continued all the way through King Kojong's era, um, through the colonial era. Uh, 1790s all the way through the the colonial era, era which is the the turn of the 20th century um it's only after the japanese took over during the colonial period that they changed the name to chunggyecheon and uh i was reading an anecdote that said that uh, uh around this time right at the end of the Chos- after the end of the joseon dynasty uh things were just really getting bad especially around the chunggyecheon and Uh, you could tell it it was kind of like, you know, civilizations have golden ages and then they have dark ages. You can tell this is the end, end of a golden age. There were, it was just a really dark time for, uh, Korean society at the time. And, uh, they were talking about dozens of corpses being dumped every day uh, on the river and how the river was just plagued with wastewater. So in 1917, the colonial government started the first sewer repair plan, uh, but that was held up because uh, there was a depress. It was right after World War One; it's happened, and uh, there was a depression right afterwards, and so uh, the budget was held up on that one. Uh, And so all throughout the 1920s, the obstruction and sanitation of the river became a big hot topic, political issue. And so in the mid 1930s, uh, they started the chosen urban planning ordinance. This wasn't just a stream. It's just full scale urban planning. A lot of what you see as modern soul today got its roots here. Um, Full increased budget. In 1937, they started covering the tributaries leading to the chung which is why that which you're today if you see any winding road likely that was a former tributary and they started uh, co- partially covering up the main stream and uh this is all used to they were they had to do it to expand the roads roads and install the sewers and then world war ii happened and this all slowed down and then everyone was liberated and then um a little bit after that, the Korean War happened. And then that had a ceasefire in the mid-50s. And after that, uh, Shanty Towns started popping up around the river. There's shanty towns everywhere. We've talked about this with our Itaewon history, mm-hmm. how shanty towns popped up uh, around um Hebongchun and Gyeonggi-dan. And um they say they stench freely flowed, <laughs> especially during flooding season. Yummy. Know me. So, uh, in 1958, the Republic of Korea, uh, covering the covering project continued. And so from what you're hearing from now, the citizens were relieved. The city the citizens didn't have a romantic attachment to the stinky river, <laughs> right? Um, April April 1960, the first stage was completed and started creating a highway. And this this is a pretty long construction from 1967 to uh, August 15th 1976. It's construction of the Chungye Overpass. Jesus, why did it take so long? It's big, and and I guess Korea oh, was still, you yeah. know,
1: yeah, development was slow. Yeah, well. <laughs> some things were not developed slowly yeah back then but um, yeah mm, that's interesting anyway yeah that it it took uh it took almost knowing
0: how and as we continue you find out how fast it was to convert it back (laughs) compared to that
1: yeah
0: yeah Mm. yeah so they covered 5.4 kilometers on one part and 2.5 2.4 2.4 kilometers on another one. The mayor at the time was a character we've talked about before. Kim Hyun Oak, mm. the original bulldozer. Uh, this is the mayor, the really pushy mayor. I think Seoul is full of pushy mares who oversaw the Namsan tunnels, uh, the Gwangamun underpass, the young underpass and the Seon shopping mall. And he resigned after in disgrace, after the collapse of the wow apartments, Near uh, Hongdae. back and listen to our episode about that. Yeah. I was just talking to Tom of Tom's pizza the other day mm-hmm. and he was, he took, he took the day off and mm-hmm. he said he was wandering around the Wolsan, the mountain there. And I said, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, some apartments collapsed there. And he goes, yeah, there's a plaque commemorating it. And I go, Oh, oh. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. We don't make this stuff up. Usually. <laughs> So uh, they say ghosts still inhabit the area because of all those bodies we keep telling you about being that were being dumped there. Usually, like things like people say, like um, dead girls would be floating there because a family were families were suffering from bad luck. Yeah, you, you blame the girl. <laughs> um, and so the, the ghosts from those corpses would be uh, wandering around the streets. And uh, someone said, what I was reading, says is bad enough that, that the ghosts had to wander around a stinky river. Now they have to wander around the pavements. <laughs> <laughs> we'll return to the podcast after this message.
1: Get our comic book, The Dark Side of Soul: Weird Tales from Korean Lore at our website, darksideofsoul.com. Or get it at Comixology. If you're in Seoul, visit the Dice Latte near Huegi Station to get your copy. Written by me and drawn by Tim Bauer, it's 50 pages of folkloric dread.
0: And now, back to the show. So, this is really interesting the Chungye Overpass era. So, like I said, it was opened on uh, Liberation Day, August 15th, uh, 1976. Um, yeah this is kind of romanticized uh, uh, it was lined up on both sides by lots of vendors selling everything uh <clears throat> really famous for used books antique shops anything you think of in fact there was a joke that you could assemble a tank or a submarine by just going around the chun once <laughs> I had a lot of
1: fun there those places like I never i don't think I've ever I don't think I ever bought anything, but it was like that, like going to s- still like there's some, still some places
0: around. Like, yeah. The, the flea, uh, flea market like that, where they moved the, move the people from Dongdaemun to, I've yeah. wandered around there. I'm like, this is so random The stuff you it's, see in there. It's amazing. It's
1: great. And Dongmyo, like, yeah, we, I go there quite a bit. Sorak-san and I go there a lot. Um, and that's kind of, kind of what changi used to be like. Except straight. Like it was just a road on straight on the roadside where Mm -hmm. the Dongmyo in the folk flea market and whatnot are it's twisty and windy. There's cool alleyways and stuff. But yeah, Yeah. Chengni was like that. It was just yeah, random stuff. And you think like go back there sometime. The Dongmyo. Yeah, let's let's make a let's make a day. We'll go and hang out with Soraxal and make make a day out of it. Uh great food in the Oh dude.
0: And after that we can go down to Nagwan Arcade if we're free. Mm. If I have no tours that night. Um Live jazz is really coming back to that area. There are two places now doing live jazz. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Mm, mm, good. Let's do that. Yeah. That's really cool. Dedio. Um, so back to what I was saying, It actually, there's some truth to that joke. Uh, they said that a development team obtained a 155 millimeter artillery barrel that was used to make a rocket combustion chamber for the Beko missile that was by Pak Chung-hee was developing. Grief. The white bear I mean, missile, the pickle missile.
1: Maybe North Korea, maybe North Korea would have come down and did some shopping there.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like shopping the Chung Ye-chan for, for defense projects. Do you have any artillery that works? <laughs> so seventies and oh yeah, there's also, there's a story about one guy. Um, now it was in a novel. It's fictionalized, but he was turning an air gun into a lethal weapon by, by he was collecting parts around the Chung Chun to do that. Hmm. Um, so yeah, in the 70s and 80s, it also became a cradle, a cradle for all these uh, electronic markets. Uh, uh, people talked about, you know, one of the prizes, prize things to get was one of those really expensive black and white portable televisions, so you could watch TV on the mountain. <laughs> Roughing it, yeah, yeah. Put it in your backpack, bring it up the mountain. Uh, one part of this area was uh, between Dongdaemun and Dongmyo uh it was known as the tropical fish market which it was more than tropical fish it was just any type of water creature and then any type of exotic animal that was smuggled into the country um like crocodiles tortoises uh, lots of birds and insects uh, and of course the the, the medicinal items <laughs> that one would extract from exotic animals mm-hmm. Uh, of course uh, lots of with the animals uh, lots of abuse Um, i mean stories about you know hamsters would burn alive in the summer and tear each other's flesh and they would just dump all the dead hamsters out every day on the sidewalk jesus um yeah so there was like you said yeah there's a manic feeling about this place Uh, lots of rare and illegal things uh, and illegal included Japanese products because for a long mm. up until recently, uh, Japanese imports were illegal. And so this is where was, you could find. Yeah. manga, was, movies, CDs. Wasn't that normal? When was that normalized? Was I, that forget. Not- I knew was you guys that- asked me the date and I put the, I didn't put the date there. Uh, um, Cause I'm wondering, Yeah, I, I think it was they, the, I want to say the nineties. Was it the night
1: was it that late
0: because they normalized yeah.
1: relations like in the 60s, right?
0: The yeah, 65 it was but sure. still imports were imports were restricted. Interesting. Yeah, I think that, I remember well, that. that that makes sense cuz censorship
1: generally was still pretty big until like the mid to late 90s. Yeah, cuz I was and, reading about people in the 90s
0: so. like getting uh TV signals in Busan from Fukuoka. Mm. And it was kind of like Jesus. getting broadcast from North Korea. It was such a just exotic but yeah hmm. early k-pop acts got their found their roots in the, getting cds and chungi market and, and in in as well that's where you would find foreign acts so, so like act, early k-pop like so G got their start there and in, hmm. in hearing western music for the first time pop music for the first time hearing backstreet boys and shit mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i think it would be new kids on the block that's yeah. what i meant to
1: say that's what i meant to say right it's yeah. all the same It's all the same, it's all the
0: same different era. Uh, The monkeys. The monkeys. (laughs) Yeah. And so a lot of people really romanticized this time, but um, even if uh, there wasn't the Chung Ye Chun restoration project, the market would have died out anyway. The same way that Yongsan Electronics Market died out. Internet. Right, right. Internet makes all this available now. Hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm i i mean i hear there might still be some exotic animal places around Dongmyo. i don't know
1: yeah i've seen there's a lot of really interesting shops i haven't seen like like if there are exotic animal places they're probably they're black market and tucked oh away. yeah it's very
0: black market I'm yeah there, right? yeah
1: um but there are a lot of really interesting shops around there. A lot of weird things too. There's full on sex shops. um, And Mm. they're, they're the only, if you go to the folk flea market, they have uh, all the product. None of it's illegal, but you, it has to be, you it's at the back and it's in a, it's in a covered, uh, like a makeshift hallway. And there's, there are curtains on either side. Oh, really? it It has that 19 in a circle, you know,
0: well, uh-huh. 19 and older, yeah. kind of
1: thing. Yeah, you have to pass through there, and when you walk through and you look at it, like you're like oh, all this stuff is cheap. I wouldn't want to put any of this stuff in my body. Cheap, shitty, <laughs> just, just cheap, shitty. It's, cheap, it's shitty not a
0: red container.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, a lot of good stuff, interesting stuff to, to spend a
0: day looking at. That shot that wouldn't want to put on his body,
1: <laughs> in my body. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, in, in on, uh, depends on, all right.
1: <laughs> Burns just looking at it, cheap plastics.
0: <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about the Chun restoration. So in the 1990s, the aging overpass was a little bit of a concern. Uh, it was, it was over 30 years old and in danger of collapse. And it it was the nineties, the, the, the disastrous nineties, when lots of things were collapsing, especially things that were built around the same time as the Chungi overpass was
1: great. Go back and listen to our disasters episodes. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: Hmm. in fact, the U S military told their soldiers don't, don't go on there. Don't drive on that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you build it. Also, is what happens when you build a structure like that, right r- down a waterway. Right. Yeah. Because um, there is groundwater and there's granite. There's granite. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did put that in the notes, but there was uh, uh, um, they detected levels of radon in the Chun stream, but uh, it's really small and it's likely just because granite has trace amounts mm-hmm. of radon in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah the just as the the public was really happy to get rid of the original stinky river they were also happy to get rid of the overpass uh uh the the centers of Seoul had moved to places like gangnam so there wasn't really that need for the overpass anymore and it was cutting off districts and they were, and the the overpass itself was an eyesore um, so, uh, professors No Soo Hong and Yi Hee Du of Yonsei University and novelist Park Kyung Lee um, they created the Chunggyecheon Restoration Research Society symposium, and they would have um, regular talks. And then the third symposium in 2002, there were uh, a potential mayoral candidate named Im Myung Bak attended and listened to them, and he said, "Aha." I think I'm going to do this, <laughs> and so yeah, he promised to restore the Chan if he was elected. He was elected, and almost right away, July first, two thousand three, construction began. So, less than a year later.
1: Okay, well, that gives the timing to. What I was saying to the poem that my book was published two thousand one. So, yeah, so it was two years later.
0: Yeah. Um, so remember, I, I told you, it took like around nine years for the overpass to be built. Mm-hmm. Took uh, just a little over two years for it to, to, to restore the river, tear the whole thing down and restore the river. So yeah, construction was started July 1st, 2003, and was completed in September 30th, 2005. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, something like this, this is, you know, Ian Beck is Bulldozer Jr., <laughs> and he really was he bulldozed a lot of stuff and he's, he's currently sitting in prison and there are parts like i'm reading and like oh wow all the stuff you know bringing this all back and everything i kind of feel sorry for the guy well i'm about to tell you stuff that won't make you feel sorry for him <laughs> he's 80 years old now did you know that See? Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um this i'm going to do a whole episode on this the garden five fiasco which is still happening uh, January 2003, they started negotiations for relocation of all those merchants. The Seoul City only wanted to select alternative sites and support those sites. And the merchants were like, uh, no, you need to compensate us for the losses to our business. Any kind of delay, the pro- you need to pr- delay the project so we can prepare because the gar- this, 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 uh, these other sites won't be ready in time for uh, you to when you start doing construction. And so the the city refused. They refused to compensate the business for the losses or to delay the project. And, uh, but they were making all these other promises that they will set them up shop in the new place that they're going to make. And they're like, well, do you, can you give us any guarantees, like something in writing? And email box said, uh, when a policy is announced, it can be implemented as it is. Uh, unlike corporations, the government does not negotiate with anyone over policy. Therefore, no contract is required. And he walked up and left. <laughs> yeah. Um, that- so they kept demanding. They wanted a contract, just some promise in writing that they 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 could hold up, rather than some verbal promise. And um, they finally got one document, <laughs> just one. And they kind of tricked them because they were, they were creating this group for a relocation, but it was a temporary group that had to be revived each year. So whatever agreement they came up with kind of evaporated every time they made a new group that was in charge of relocation. So then after e Buck became president, the mayorship was taken over by Oh Se-hun, who is back in office now, who is baby bulldozer. Oh, say whom? I'm sorry. I'm eating chocolate. I do this on the show. I'm sorry. He did something like this too, Uh, but he his project was the Dongdaemun design uh, design plaza, which was which took place at Dongdaemun Stadium. This is where there was a big flea market. There, he was going to relocate people to Garden Five, but it said that they relocated to Dongmyeong. Um but yeah, uh Garden 5 ended up becoming a massive shit show. Garden 5 uh was um a, a complex in uh, I think Songpagu around Jam, between Jamsil and Bundang or Gangnam and Bundang if you know your geography. And kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's there's no apartments there, it's just a field. And uh, uh, there was no foot traffic. And then they split up into five districts uh, based on like one was for tool shops. One was for uh, lifestyle stuff like department store stuff. Another one was for logistics. You could tell from the beginning, they really didn't get it. They, they were just giving lip service to these uh, uh, merchants. Because, for example, the, the tools area the ceilings were too low and the hand, the building couldn't handle vibrations. So um, the, some of the tool shops couldn't get in there. And if you ever went to the tool shop area, which there still is a little remnants of that around Ujiro is you see that there, there's one shop that, that creates this part and this other shop creates another part. And they're kind of codependent on each other. They could, they, they coexist in an ecosystem. And if, one shop can't move into this, then the other shops can't either because they all depend on each other. So um, I'm going to do a whole episode on that. That was just a disaster. Um, Some of the merchants did predict that this would happen. And so they just said, screw you guys. I'm out of here. They just moved to a different neighborhood. And supposedly this I think they moved to Iljiro. I think I think they're still around, but they won't be around for much longer or they might what well, you think they might have been to uh, Mule, but that's being pushed out too mm. another problem was restoration issues um archaeological issues oh man, this is the tail end of uh Seoul really being uh fast and dirty with its archaeology, so while well, they were they were they tore down the Overpass, and they started doing some digging, and some old bridges and Joseph relics emerged. Yeah, I remember this. This was, you, you remember this? This was no, this no, was, no. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't, I was still learning hmm. just how to shop for groceries back in that time. <laughs> okay, this
1: was big news. I remember this. Everyone was like, What the hell is that? They opened up the ground, and like, What.
0: <laughs> and so yeah if, if they were going to do a proper archaeological excavation that would that that would stop the construction until that and, and if, if i remember when they were doing Dongde moon design plaza it took a long time right now they're doing that mm-hmm. in Insadong for the big monstrosity they're about to build there and that's taking a long time mm-hmm. and you know um uh they couldn't delay the destruc- construction because you know email box mayoral term was almost ending and he had a presidential election coming. So he, he went up and held a press conference and said, and declared that uh, all these relics were of historical value, mm. the bridges and everything. were no, they're not of historical value. We can just keep going. Cause I said, so, um, so yeah, there are relics sitting at the sewage treatment plant that they were setting up. Uh, there's a lot of controversy that they were lost. Uh, but uh, supposedly some were restored. In the, you kind of love the name of this museum, the Seoul Sewerage Science Museum. (laughs) You know that's going to attract the tourists. Wow, let's check that out. Oh my gosh, the Seoul Sewerage Science Museum. In a way, that could be the third toilet museum in Seoul, in Korea. (laughs) I heard the one in Seoul shut down. Because. Oh, Corona, I guess the, I guess Chicken art Il- museum. And now this one,
1: ah, yes, but I, I, I'm not sure, but maybe the one in Ilsan at
0: Lake park is still open. Okay. I thought there's one in Suwon. I thought it was in Suwon the other toilet museum. There's one in Lake park. Yeah, also. Oh yeah. But okay. All right. I know the one in Ilsan exists. Okay. Yeah. but I mean, Su-on,
1: Yeah. I've never been to that one, but I'm not sure if it's still open or not.
0: Um. so the bridges weren't correctly restored, but Supyo Bridge still has this original form over at J- uh, Jang Chung Dan Park. Um, and just a teaser, one uh, future episode. I'm going to break down. I'm going to just go over all these bridges because a lot these bridges each have stories related to them. Very interesting stories. One I tell on the tour. Mm. Um. Now the big. The big problem a lot of people had when this was first, when the restoration project was first brought up, was traffic. They were really worried about how, how tearing down the overpass would affect traffic. Yeah. Um, experts did not satisfactorily reply to this, and say actually today the traffic situation has not been solved. Um, it's impossible to ex- to expand the roads even anymore. Um, and so in the end, the irony is now there's discussion of partially restoring the overpass.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, oh,
0: that's
1: crazy! Yeah, because the, the roads there are sometimes just closed.
0: Yeah, they're closed because so, they're trying to make them pedestrian,
1: uh, yeah. priority. Yeah, right. So I think like on weekends, right? They close, yeah, yeah, because
0: yeah, that's that's how I can tell like my timing on the tour on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Is the, if they're starting to take away the barriers, uh, how far they've gotten along and taking away the barriers, I can tell if, how if I'm if I'm uh ahead or behind schedule. <laughs> it's my little way of talking. I mean, I could look at my watch, but that's uh, always the barriers for me. That's well,
1: good having little, little uh,
0: visual cues. <laughs> So um, another problem has been environmental issues. Um, for one thing, one of the biggest criticisms is is how artificial the stream is. It, like I've said, it's the world's longest fountain. Um, but there's reasons for this, and and I'm gonna I'm not gonna complain too much about the artificialness. Um, no. There, because the original source, Sun, is just dry. It's dried up. There's no natural waterway anymore to mm-hmm. l- feed the Chan. and even if there was, it was a very cyclical river, so it was not always running.
1: And right. it was and stinky. The, right, and the the the, um, the precipitation in Korea is highly seasonal. Yeah. And so, and for anyone who doesn't know, the distance from uh, the distance from Inwangsan to um to say the head of the stream now is f- is fairly far. Like it's yeah. it's 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 um so palace right well and a fair distance behind yeah. so on the road on the road north the Tongil Highway north heading towards Paju. Yeah. So um yeah it's a fair distance and of course it was never a straight line
0: yeah so if you follow right. if you look at a map and you see like roads that aren't straight likely that was part of the stream mm-hmm. right and so or and it was a, like, those... or, or was a wall right, if you're around the gyeonghigang um a lot of the streets are, are bordering the, the old wall of the palace mm-hmm.
1: right so uh yeah and like like even now the all the um Susungdong valley is a beautiful valley but sometimes it's dry mm-hmm. yeah if there's no winter runoff no spring melts um then uh oh, and then if the rainies even if in the rainy season if it, like it, it gets it can get um pretty the water can be high but outside of that sometimes mm-hmm. it's just it's just dry so there wouldn't be enough water to get to chungi chun now
0: yeah it wouldn't yeah. be yeah no. So that's why now it's pumped water. It's pumped. It's it's um, a mixture of Han River water to groundwater, a four to one ratio mixed. In case you're wondering, so the
1: four the fourth is from the Han, the, Han River.
0: The majority is from the Han River. Okay, right. So which makes like sense because
1: it right which makes sense because it just it just gets pumped up at the head of the mm-hmm. stream of of Chun yeah. by by Kwanghumeon. Haman, and then it flows back out to <laughs> yeah. the han river yeah, yeah.
0: sorry so, 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 so cycle <laughs> it's just yep. yep. it's perfectly fine yeah I'm, yep. I'm i am curious about the groundwater though i mean it, the groundwater is being pumped out of subway stations by the way oof. so mm. yeah people don't, people don't know that about subways you know you have to constantly be pumping groundwater out of them mm. it's especially true in new york city yeah, well,
1: if there there have been flooding in subway stations in Korea. I know. Yeah,
0: yeah, but the groundwater is a constant problem. They're always having to pump them out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the art- upstream part is all artificial and sculpted, and then the further you go downstream, it gets more wilder, more wilder and more natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Further down, um, another bar- environmental issue is people have uh, noticed strange. Non-native fish species in the in the stream. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I've it's like fish that were never part of the Chung-Gi-Chun to begin with. How did they end up in there? And so people were accusing the Seoul government of dumping fish into the river that didn't belong. And the council flatly denies that they did any of that. And it is a strong possibility that that just regular people just put fish in there.
1: Yeah. It's like the three eyed, the three eyed goldfish in the Simpsons.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And I've noticed over the years, a lot more fauna returning or yeah. returning yeah. or, or populating it.
1: Especially birds. Yeah. yeah. You can, if you go down Chunga Chun uh, very early in the morning, uh, and I used to have to pass through there a couple mornings a week, I'd be walking along it at around 7 a.m. Mm hmm. And it's hardly anyone around. The city is still pretty quiet. It's just starting to move, and there are, um, yeah, there are uh, birds. To speak. There's red crowned uh, uh, cranes, Manchurian oh. red crowned cranes. I see them at like night that. on the tours. Yeah, yeah. So that they're very more and more. I guess yeah. There's there's food there for them. Yeah. Now, so. Hmm.
0: So yeah, yeah. So we've had, we've had birds and we have weird fish. Um, uh, they they've, they've found excessive E. Coli bacteria and other fecal bacteria. But, you know, thinking about it through all the accounts of justin inhabitants and even foreigners at the time, um, the stream, it's way less than there used to be in the original days. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, they never claimed like, the Chunggi Chung was safe to drink.
1: <laughs> yeah. I see people with their they put their feet in it. Yeah, in don't, do like, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do
0: that. It's That's it's gross. like think of it like like a Venetian canal. You wouldn't do that in Venice. No, no, nah. don't do it to the it's not don't clean. do that in the Chungi Chan. It's not that clean.
1: No. No.
0: It's not a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just so that again, that misconception is it is not supposed to be a natural stream, it will never be a natural stream. Mm -hmm. Uh, Think of it more as a water prop in a garden, (laughs) just think of it that way. Um, Another controversy is the cost. There's a the the government claims that they spend 1.8 billion won per year, which is like 1.8 million well, 1.5 million dollars. Yeah, um, but that might they might just be quoting how much the water alone costs because, uh, other statistical analysis, uh, they point out that it costs around seven billion one per year. Yeah, one point eight seems low
1: for the yeah. whole ma- maintenance of the whole thing because there are yeah. people who who work down there. They have trucks that go down there. The little the little bongo they'll come mm-hmm. through there, and sometimes, um, they have to maintain the bridges maintain maintain the the walkways keep yeah. the water pumping they have electricity bills
0: and there's a lot of landscaping uh, and the wa- yeah. the lights the electricity right. um yeah. so it's around they've estimated it's around twenty million one per day like twenty thousand dollars a day around
1: yeah yeah start that charging people go down there
0: <laughs> yeah but <laughs> taxpayer well, money at work taxpayer but, money but you know i mean the uh, the uh, that money would be still be spent. If there was still the overpass, it's still be m- spent on maintaining that you could say, or, and still it brings in, I mean, you could say it brings in income. I'm I'm just saying all sides of the story, all sides of the arguments. Um, yeah. So um, then it was built. This is built. It was built in 2005. Um, and so since the open, they've, they found some, um, interesting effects the one the most uh surprising one was it reduces the heat in the middle of the city hmm, that makes sense yeah i guess we're in that area yeah yeah it works like uh your your car was it the carburetor the the the, the, not the carburetor does that it's the radiator your radiator radiator yeah it works like your radiator man it flows water through uh, it cools things down um but also uh getting rid of the overpass created a, like a wind path, a wind tunnel through the city as well. Hmm. So it reduces the temperature by three degrees
1: Celsius. That's a lot. That's, 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 that's that's pretty, that's efficient.
0: Also a really good thing for the first time in its history, even geological history, no more flooding, Hmm. no more flooding all over Jungno Hmm. because yeah, everything used to run into the Chunggi chun and when there was flooding you know everything uh things would get closed sometimes because the flooding would get so big even with the overpass uh, they would just jungno would just flood
1: right now they use chungi chun as they have flood gates yeah they just they this close it yeah and they open flood gates and it let drains water, all just of
0: just, jungno because jungno really used to get flooded all the time because they 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 con- they put concrete all over all the tributaries, so the water couldn't go anywhere. But now it has somewhere to go. I've been,
1: I've, I've had two experiences with that at Chongi Chun. One was I was on the stream, I was walking through there, and uh, they 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 were going making announcements saying get off of the stream. They're mm-hmm. opening the floodgates, so uh, they sent uh, like people. Yeah, they had uh, guys on their bicycles, the old guys on their bikes.
0: Yep. Yeah, they
1: are going down there. They're, they they, uh, they had whistles and then yeah. uh, saying, you know, we're f- opening floodgates. Get off the stream, everyone, go up now, go up. And then w- once they verified that it was it was empty, no one was down there, and all the gates entering it were locked. Uh, yeah. they opened the floodgates. So I stuck around. I watched the floodgates come. Oh, down. you
0: watched it because they did that on our tours a few times during the rainy season. They, they would kick us right. out. You can't get down there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then
1: another time was. The middle of the day, right around eleven thirty, there was a sudden uh, a rainstorm in Seoul, mm-hmm. and um, it started to pour. And I went into a building nearby, and this—I remember this was in May because Buddha's—it was around Buddha's birthday, mm-hmm. and they had they had the lanterns down there. Oh no! And yeah, and they weren't. Th- this was un. This was a. Uh, no one knew that it was going to rain. It was on what's the word I'm looking for. It was um, a flash un- flood. Un- it was a flash. Well, it was a flash storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it caused the, 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 um, uh, it was unforecasted rain. Mm-hmm. So, and then it rained so hard in the matter of an hour that, yeah, they had to close the, 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 the stream, Chang'e-tian, and the water level rose so high. that. Oh, no all of the lanterns were destroyed. They, oh, they, no. they, sailed down, uh, <laughs> down oh, no. John, made a massive mess. Um, oh. so I found it really poetic in a way because Buddhism, one of the key elements and teachings of Buddhism is mm-hmm. impermanence. So you had all these Buddhist lanterns there for the celebration of Buddha's birthday, and now they were destroyed. So impermanence at work, I have photos of it. I'll, I'll, I'll 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 send them to you so you can attach them to the to the uh, uh, to the post when we post yeah. the show.
0: Yeah, I And mean, that brings me, but to the next topic. It was it did bring some urban renewal. I mean, we 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 just recently talked uh, about our sadness about the elimination of Pyeongchog and how Insadong's been raised. But a lot of people would have said that the area around Chan, especially towards the end, was was not really like urban decay. Romantic urban decay It was kind of slummy it was getting that way. And so it kind of, it kind of revived the area a bit And in some ways it had some ways it's just kind of sterile. Um, but what I like to think of is, is how the, the city has, the citizens have really adopted it over the years. At first it was very sterile and then uh, no one really went in there. And then the, the vegetation started getting bigger and they started doing flea markets there. And then uh, uh, food trucks, on the weekends. And then they started doing special events and they, they would like artists would take over the whole stream for a while for some themed event. My favorite one was this artist and she, she they turned out all the lights of the Ye Chun. And it was all these metallic sculptures that were moving and squeaking. Mm-hmm. And, and they all were lit up with fire so the entire Chun looked like this, like the river sticks, mm. just fire all over the river. It was just it just looked it looked like river in hell, mm. and and then they had these speakers and you had you heard this electric cello just playing, and there was a woman in a black dress in the middle of the river, playing an electric cello, surrounded by mm. fire. That's cool. That was cool. Mm. (laughs) That's what, that's what it hit me is like, Oh my God. Chuggy chun can be pretty cool. I like what they're doing now with it.
1: Yep. Yep. They've done a lot more with Christmas down there. Now they have the the yeah, there's a
0: Christmas festival there. There are two times a year. There are the lantern festivals, which I'm the Grinch when it comes to those, because they ruin my tour route. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) They happen. (laughs) They don't ruin it, but at the ultimate tour route. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So there's there's that. Um. Yeah. And of course the 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 stream has raised uh, land prices in the area, but that's everywhere. Um. Mm. And it's inspired other townships uh, to do a little urban renewal. They're, they're doing urban river maintenance or creating some river projects. Um. In fact, overseas, I heard about some uh, Spanish cities were looking at Seoul as an example of how to revive their downtown areas with the rivers. Mm. Um, not all good because Busan has tried to make their own chun and it's been in a quagmire for ten years now. Yeah, there you
1: go. Yeah, uh, do you um, do you remember the opening ceremonies? 2010, no, 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 no. two thousand ten. well yeah. two
0: thousand ten
1: for what? The stream they had like a full on like an opening ceremony of the festival of of the stream. That Five was years
0: after it was opened.
1: Yeah, they actually had the big opening festival, the opening ceremonies. Yeah, oh, I didn't know
0: that. I didn't remember yeah. that.
1: And and um, pretty sure it was 2010. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was like the official kind of opening opening ceremony, the big festival festivals, and oh, okay. Um, so, um, so yeah, that was like kind of the the kind of like the official opening day of the stream. Okay. Because I, what I think of, what I remember is that they wanted to wait until there was a bit more flora, more yeah, plants. It really inside. was. It was bare. Right? Yeah. Just yeah. concrete. It's, yeah. It, it didn't it really look like shit that first couple of years. It just, it was just all concrete. Yeah. It didn't look
0: it. looked, it was fascist. It was just fascist concrete <laughs> architecture. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. But on the, on the open, on that night, it was early April. Um, uh, uh, 2010 they had the big opening cer- opening ceremony and um yeah a woman fell from uh, samuel Gio, samuel bridge and uh and died she fell like five meters something oh, like wow. that across that bridge on the tour yeah she fell off of it down and down onto the, either the stream or on the walkway or something oh that and, might be and- why there's and-
0: so many barriers on it now
1: and um yeah, and she, she, uh, oh, well, if someone's cause her, the anniversary of her death as of us recording is coming up. Right. Oh yeah. So, um, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Then, well, I, I remember that was a huge thing at the time.
0: That's been one of my complaints too. Cause there's some bridges on there that had no railings at all going over the river. And, and some even just had a railing that just went up to your shins. <laughs> and only recently, they they started making it high enough that they actually were useful functional yeah, it was, railing it was stu- it was stupid like
1: that's that's probably worse than no railing cuz you're just going to trip over it yeah yeah you're,
0: it, you're definitely going over it's like and, and i guess and i wonder if something actually happened to make them do that because it's like what you couldn't anticipate this it's all of the bridge it's bad planning it's bad um, planning what was could big- go wrong
1: yeah, yeah, that, that was kind of the, it. Was the that put, kind of kind of uh, put a damper on those opening ceremonies that day.
0: That All th- right, sucks. So oh. I mentioned that Emil Bach. He rushed this re- <laughs> this project super fast. The bulldozer junior. That was his test run for the Four Rivers project, which got partially done. A lot of people think that the Four Rivers project was not done it was partially done. I live right next to one of the projects. One part of it.
1: Yeah. And they changed the name, the name of it. Mm. It was a big part of it too. I was, I, I mar- I marched in protests against
0: that. Mm. It, and, and where I live next to it is kind of like, it's the very, it's like the very large Chung Chun. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Right. Um. So it got rushed through. So you can tell not not everything was thought through. And I do feel like this was the tail end of, of what we saw in the nineties, eighties and nineties of the slap dash, just body, body, get it done. And then we plan it later. Or what I call it, the build it and forget it syndrome. Like you just saw it at uh, Yongsan station. Yongsan station was built up and it had all the, this really cool lit up steps. And they never replaced the light bulbs. <laughs> so this <laughs> is always like partially working. Now they've redone the whole thing. But yeah, that was a big thing is just build it and forget it. Um, so now they've come up with a big Chunggyu Chun 2050 master plan to kind of make up for the short sightedness, short sightedness of email box, little um, uh, immortality project. Uh, so they announced this in 2013, and, and so it's been—it's already gone underway. Uh, this long-term restoration of the Chongqing, um, and restoration in in quotes because it's not going to be like a real river. But they're trying—they're trying to solve the problems of its historicity. Is that a word? Historicity. <laughs> historicity. <laughs> <laughs> historicity. Okay, it's ecology and maintenance. So uh, things about like how it's. <laughs> It, it was slapdash about how some of the bridges were uh, restored. Uh, of course, the ecology—it's weird—and and of course, maintenance is—it is—it's a little expensive to maintain. So they've come up with three plans. Short—the short-term plan was 2014 to 2018. Uh, the midterm is was 2019 to 2030, and long-term is uh, 2031 to 2050. So they already started this out. And the first part, the short term was to plant more trees that were native to the original chung Want to create a more natural effect, which I've noticed. That's one reason why it does look more natural. Now um, they've gradually been adding a lot more vegetation to there. Um, they're mo- removing the wares W E I R S and they're making it more naturally curvy like an S line. Um. They're going to return Supyo Bridge to its original position, so by the end, Supyo, Gwontongyo, and Oguan Sumun Gate, they will all be restored. I mean, Guantongyo is kind of already restored; it's just in a different location than it originally was.
1: Right, fairly close though, right? It's just. Uh,
0: um, yeah, it was, it was further downstream before. Further yeah. downstream, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Gwontongyo, we talk about on the tour. It's it's. Made with um, the stones from a former queen's tomb. Mm, partially, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two other s- tributaries, the 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 and the Junghakcheon, they'll be revived and connected to the Chunggyecheon to create a more stable water supply. And uh, there's going to be complete maintenance around the pedestrian priority street and surrounding facilities. So they're going to just keep improving it. They're just trying to make it better and better all the time. Um, Yeah. And like I said, it will never be restored to its original state. And that's a good thing because we don't want stinky clogged up river again. (laughs) Yeah. and that's it. So um, yeah, it will not be, it, it would not, it will not have uh, the cycles that the original river had. And unlike a natural river, it won't change its path over time. It's always going to stay in this, in this current configuration. It's a fountain. Yeah. <laughs> like I keep saying, but it's fascinating. I honestly, it's like, it's like you're on the bridge about this. It's like, it is so, it is. So what we we criticized about Korea, but we just love about Korea. It's, it's like, Chungi Chun is a little bit like K-pop. It's a little bit like how everything else is done. It's like this artificial image first type of uh, presentation uh, without even giving thoughts to anything authentic. But in kind of, that's not such a bad thing in some ways. I don't know how to describe it. Like I keep saying Mm -hmm. before, it's like the incident, where they, they, they concreted over a waterfall to make a fake waterfall. (laughs) It's, it's that it's everything is done for image and everything has to be a fake uh, Disney-fied tourist trap. Mm -hmm. And that's, I want to go into that further sometime is like, yeah, a lot of problems with, with souls, tourism infrastructure is it had to invent a tourism infrastructure. There weren't a lot of things maybe for tourists to go see. That was a complaint a lot of tourists had. There's not much to see I mean, that's because this isn't a do- seeing city. It's a doing city. So they, over the years, we've seen all these artificial tourist traps pop up created by the government and such and how hard they're promoted. You heard me rant about this on um, online is um, one tour guide. I think it was a Korean tour guide was, Bragging that oh I'm taking foreign tourists to uh, La petit France and and Nami Island and then we're going to go to a shopping outlet and I'm like none of those are traditionally Korean what you're taking them to uh, a town that artificially looks like France another another country so you're saying like our country's not good and so. Unattractive that we're trying to m- mimic another country because ours yeah. isn't interesting enough. And then Nami Island, which I've been there, it's fine, but it's a tourist trap. It's a tourist trap. I come on, I I I grew up a bit in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is Rock Sea, Rock City, Sea Ruby Falls. It's full of tourist traps. I know tourist traps. It's a tourist trap.
1: Yeah. And Namido is a, a domestic tourist trap. It's designed for, for domestic tourists. All
0: this stuff is designed for domestic tourists. It's, it's, yeah. it's for Koreans to go on day trips. And, mm. then, and then a shopping outlet. What? You travel all the way to Korea to go shop for Nikes? Really? Oh, <laughs> so you can do that anywhere.
1: Premier.
0: Yeah. And so who paid for this tour? It's like, what? What? korea stuff did you get out of this and that there's a trouble with a lot of these artificial uh d- these fake these fake tourism attractions the the, the solo i keep uh, that tw- so, <laughs> yeah 70 17 uh, I, can't, I can't never remember the number it, it sounds like a that's rush right. album that's right
1: <laughs> yeah it's 70 17 because it's yeah. the it's the year that it was built, the overpass was built. And then the year it was, it was, uh, it was created.
0: Yeah. Converted yeah. 2017. Anyway, another artificial tourism project. I mean, just, oh, a lot of it's there. A lot of what they've done with Pima Go is more the artificialness of Demon design plaza. Um, we're creating, we're just, we're creating tourist attractions. Cause we don't, we don't have confidence in our own culture. That is good enough to bring in tourists. That's what it says to me. That, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going on this rant. I know you guys are tired of listening, but I'm going to this rant because it just feels like it, lack of confidence. A lot, of, especially the generation in power is lack of confidence and pride in their own culture. There's nationalism, but there's not pride in the culture. That's why they're they're getting rid of a lot of the traditional culture and replacing it with theme parks. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Reminds me of um, way back in the day when the Korean food thing was getting, starting to get big. I've told the story many times. And uh, we were invited by the W Hotel. Uh, they were one of the first to really try to do like an upscale Korean menu. And it was delicious. What they did was basically what you do with French food is, is, is they, they took Korean dishes and they just, they just made them fancy. And, but they tasted just like the original Korean dish, but just it felt a little more refined. And um, what I loved about that, was this is great. And then, um, so they invited some of us bloggers and stuff and newspaper people down there. And I tried And then afterward, the chef, where we're sharing a bottle of wine with some of the Korean, Korean bloggers, is like, what'd you think guys? And I'm like, oh, wow, this is so great. That Samgitang you made just tasted just like Samgitang, even though it looked nothing like it. It was so much fun, so intense. And then, um, the Korean blogger who was one of the top Korean bloggers at the time, very snobby guy. says, I liked it, but, uh, it tasted too Korean. That was his complaint
1: yeah you did say this before
0: on the on the show yeah, yeah. It, it was too korean mm-hmm. that was his complaint it's like it's not going to be good enough for foreigners it's too korean it's like why why do you have so much contempt for your own cuisine ah anyway guys all right <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll return to the podcast after this message take a walk through soul's 500 years of ghastly murders Forbidden history and hidden scandals. Listen to tales of Korea's deepest, darkest secrets. What lies under the concrete? Or who? The Dark Side of Soul Ghostwalk at darksideofsoul.com. Book now if you dare. Sean, do you have any rec- media recommendations? No, no, nothing really.
1: Um no i think like a stream restory i couldn't really think of anything
0: like there's no, uh, the closest i've got i got some music videos on our website you <laughs> <laughs> watch
1: yeah no no um yeah no I, I couldn't really i didn't really think deeply about it and i can't think of anything right now i'm trying to think i mean head. there.
0: i like think there were, there was a novel i don't remember the name of the novel i'm sure we we're going to find it in english um about the sorry, about that person trying to make a gun on the right Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, but anyway, stuff anyway. Um, just remind you, yeah, we do have a tour, the Dark Side of Soul tour. Um, uh, you can go on soul.com and book that. Uh, and uh, we also have the comic book, which you can still get on our website and at the Dice Latte in Seoul. Um, I would like to thank Sorak San for our opening and closing music. You can find more of his great works on Bandcamp under the Jeju Digital name. We'd like to thank our top tier patrons Angel Earl, Joel Bonamini, Sharon Cullen, Devin Hifner, Minsock Lee, Jane Hargrave, Alex Ridia, Ryan Burkabal, Ashley Rigby, Gabby Palomino, Steve Marsh, Chad Straws, mitchy Brewer, and Sarah Ford thank you for supporting the show you too can support the show starting at just five dollars a month you can get lots of extra extra content that's waiting there for you just for just for just for uh, a lincoln just for a little bit of five dollars um yeah you can get it all or you can just you know try it try for one month and if you don't like it you can quit no big whoop Uh, And for 20 bucks a month, you can become one of our top tier patrons where we hang out online and you get free stuff in the mail and stuff like that. So anyway, thank you for listening. Um, Yeah. We got a lot of stuff planned for you guys. Uh, Thank you for supporting us. Tell your friends about us, give us reviews whenever you can. Uh, And that really helps us out a lot until next time. Stay spooky. I'm Chung Chun, Do not tip the guy who plays guitar. Oh god, that guy. (laughs) Alright.